What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. It's always nice when you can get a nice forecast like that when we head into uh, the weekend, but also when you have some uh, some great things going on in the community. And Ken, we've got a special guest today that uh, very excited about, uh, I think, the, the good weather forecast, would you say, right? Indeed. It's going to be great weather for an unveiling, for a ribbon cutting. We've got Pam Klein, Executive Vice President for Whirlpool Corporation's Corporate Relations and Sustainability Group. Pam, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Johnny. If you've driven in a certain area of St. Joe, you've found it very incredible that there is now a new 153,000 square foot technology center. It's about Oh, what do you say, Pam? We spent about $60 million on it? Slightly more. (laughs) St. Joe Tech Center, brand new. The unveiling is today. A lot of VIPs coming into town for it. Pam, would you tell us what this is, St. Joe Tech Center? Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, we have a long legacy here on Upton Drive for our laundry, dishwasher, and small appliance technology center. The current facility, about 100 years old, so it's had a fantastic life, but... It was time to give our employees something new. There's been some incredible innovations and patents coming out of this tech center over the years, and we've adapted and adjusted it as much as possible, but we really needed a much more functional space with a lot more natural light and something that was much better suited to how our employees work day in and day out. So incredibly excited to to get started on moving them into this facility here very soon. I mean, honestly, this is Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. This for for home appliances. This is where appliances. (laughs) This is honestly where a lot, as you mentioned, Pam, a lot of the ideas are coming about. And it's a world class facility and it's right in St. Joe, Michigan. So, I mean, this tell us maybe for those who haven't been following this as closely, what does this investment mean? And what does it mean that it's happening here? Yeah, absolutely, Ken. So we have about 500 employees, the majority of them technical engineers, model makers, designers, and lab technicians who work in this facility. They're designing, they're developing, they're testing our washers, our dryers, our dishwashers, and our KitchenAid small appliances. And to be able to continue to invest in those resources and in keeping talent here and honestly recruiting more talent to this area is what's really important. So this facility, the work that's been done here over you know, our 111 year history really is the backbone of Whirlpool Corporation. And you know, our first automatic washer came out of here, which it really has, has meant so much to this organization and, and helped with the, the longevity that we have. So again, it's all about keeping and recruiting technical talent and really continuing to support the amazing consumer solutions that come out of this facility. Because don't feel don't feel that you need to comment on on this statement, but we've seen on the social medias and we hear at the coffee chats, et cetera, that oh, Whirlpool's doing this, Whirlpool's doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, are they even going to stay here? I think this kind of puts a period on the sentence of here we're investing in the community. Yeah, okay, I'm you, happy to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> happy to not answer that. But. No, no, we're not going anywhere. Obviously, <laughs> with this, I mean, we have three big technology centers here. In addition to our global headquarters, our North American headquarters, our um, 
consumer call center. I mean, we continue to have a huge footprint here. So this investment was incredibly important um, in order, again, to continue to to grow and maintain our talent base and just show our, our dedication to this community. How did you decide what the inside of the building was going to be like for engineers? Yeah, we put a lot of work into this. So we've obviously built other buildings or renovated other buildings here over the last 20 years. And we have what we call a winning workplace. Uh, and in this case, the winning workplace looks a lot different than our other buildings, which are much more office based and, and the what gets done there is very different. So it was even an evolution from the other two large technical centers that we had here. So we really we spent a lot of time about three and four years ago studying how people worked, how they move through the current building. And then we said, all right, if we flatten that four story building into two stories, what is that work going to look like? How are we going to transfer appliances from this lab to that lab? How are we going to bring them in from the loading dock? How are engineers going to interface with product day to day? We're going to set up these team rooms is what we call them, where there will be working and functional appliances along with maybe eight to 10 desks. So people are literally able to work on new product next to their desk and be with their cross-functional partners within these team rooms. So there was a lot of deep work done on on how can we help our employees be more efficient and effective day in and day out and really drive the collaboration and interactions that we should have to continue to to innovate and come up with these great solutions. I mean, we all learned during COVID there's work we can do on our own and there's work that's much better done together. And we put a lot of focus, especially coming out of COVID, on what are those intentional collaboration spaces mm-hmm. that really drive the right level of energy and engagement with our employees. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those spaces where, like you, you think of not only how is this an investment in the community and investment in innovation, but also as you're building the building, you also have to be thinking about the future as well as how even the workspace changes because technology continues to change. So uh, adapting and learning about that because this is something that is going to be around for a while. So thinking about how is this going to be helpful to us 10, 15, 20 years from now? Yeah, I know. It's funny, Johnny. I would say that a lot, given our current building is 100 years old. I said, we don't get to do this every day. Let's think about the future. And one really important thing, these teams are part of a global structure and they interface with people all over the world every day. So we needed to make sure they had the technology to make it seem like those folks in India, those folks in Brazil, those folks in Mexico, those folks in Europe were in the room with them and they could be just as collaborative with the folks who were halfway around the world, for example. And Pam, you mentioned uh, before we got on the air, this is phase one. What are what? And and apparently there are three phases. What are the second and third phase? Yeah, so this is phase one and this is by far the biggest phase. The second phase will be taking our one story portion of our building that was um, opened about 28, 29 years ago. It'll be giving that a, a really amazing facelift, to be honest. It'll match the, the new facility um, and the out, the outer exterior will, will look quite a bit different and really upgrade it. We'll be putting um, upgraded conference rooms, a visitor entrance, and also meeting space for visitors to meet with our engineers and technicians as well as upgrading uh, our model shop. So that'll be phase two, and that will be finished next year. Phase three will be tearing down the current facility and making that a parking lot. So currently our employees have to park on the west side of the road and cross traffic 
when we open phase one, even that'll get a lot better because there's parking down by that new structure, but there will still be some employees who have to park across the road. And honestly, one of my main goals with this was to get everyone on the same side of the road as the building that they're entering. So we'll be making that a parking lot. When, when will uh, the building, the existing building structure come down? Will that be like a big explosion? Will we be able to see somebody press the button on the TNT? I don't know if it'll be an explosion. I'm going to leave this to the experts, but I've actually had a number of people ask if we could make it a United Way fundraiser and Ooh. could donate to swing a sledgehammer. So there's a lot, a lot yeah. of excitement about seeing that blessed old building go away uh, and turn into a parking lot. Yeah, I'm seeing explosives, Johnny, throughout the building, mm-hmm. and we could just implode the thing. We could have it on the air if you want. I was thinking before you mentioned the 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 United Way thing, I was thinking just Ken with one tiny little hammer and just we'll see you when you're done. <laughs> Am I being punished? Is that what? <laughs> uh, Pam, we're talking with Pam Klein, Executive Vice President at Whirlpool Corporation. Uh, Pam, you've got a lot of uh, what we call the hoozy who coming today. You've got the governor, um, Congressman Bill Heisinga, uh, St. Joe Mayor Laura Goose, Mark Bitzer is going to be there as well as others. What are you going to be talking about before you go out into the public there? What's the closed door with the governor and, and the Congress people? Well, it's closed door, <laughs> so I can't tell you. Reveal secrets there. Honestly, we're greatly appreciative of all these folks coming and, you know, our discussions with the governor will be that. Thank you for the continued support of this community. Obviously, she's been here for other occasions. She was very helpful with the lead crisis in Benton Harbor. We're also going to have Mayor Muhammad with us today as well. So really just a big thank you for her continued support uh, of this area. Same for Congressman Heisinga. He's been uh, very supportive. We are going to have former Congressman Fred Upton here with us as well, nice. given his, his long legacy of support. And let's face it, we're on Upton Drive, so yeah. uh, it makes a lot of sense. So we're honored to have him here today as well. His heritage made the first washing machine, so we can't uh, can't leave him out. Exactly, exactly. No, so so we're grateful all these folks have made themselves available, and it, it really means a lot to our employees and, and to our community to have these folks come by and and. Uh, help us celebrate this important milestone. Pam Klein, thanks for joining us. Uh, Executive Vice President, Whirlpool Corporation, the person who single-handedly continued to arm wrestle anyone and everyone who would challenge her on the need for this. So thanks for making this happen and congratulations. Thank you both. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much.